As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London, may I welcome you very warmly to these online services during this season of Advent, the time when we prepare ourselves once more to celebrate the coming of Christ into our world at Christmas. Do please send us a comment or a like, it's always good to hear from you, and if you'd like to make a donation to help support these online services, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. Now may the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this the second Sunday of Advent. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin by lighting the second of our Advent candles. Let us pray. We light these Advent candles to remind us of those who prepared for the coming of Christ, the patriarchs, the prophets, 
John the Baptist and the Virgin Mary. As we remember them, Lord God, help us to prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and to open our hearts to receive him. God, our Father, you spoke to the prophets of old of a saviour who would bring peace. Help us as we prepare to celebrate his birth to share with those around us the good news of your power and love. We ask this through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Blessed be God forever. God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness, and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen.
almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, raise up, we pray, your power, and come among us, and with great might succour us, that, whereas through our sins and wickedness we are grievously hindered in running the race that is set before us, your bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honour and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist, and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall feed, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The suckling child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse shall stand as an ensign to the peoples. Him shall the nations seek, and his dwellings shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from the Letter to the Romans. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise thee among the Gentiles, and sing to thy name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, O Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And further, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, he who rises to rule the Gentiles. In him shall the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather girdle around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan, and they were baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit that befits repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptise you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I really enjoy preaching about John the Baptist. He is intriguing. There's a lot you could say about him, which is just as well as we say something about him usually on a couple of Sundays in Advent. Today I'd like to pose a few questions. The first is this. Why on earth did people flock to be baptised by him? And they went to be baptised by him in the wilderness, which was a very, very dangerous place. There were lions, there was the heat, there were no roads, no food. Treacherous, treacherous place. And what's more, thousands upon thousands of people flocked to him. They took their precious families with them, young and old. It would have been a tremendous risk to have done so. And it reflects a kind of incredible need that they must have felt. The reason why they went will help us to understand the role of John the Baptist. Because the reason they took this huge risk was they knew there was something dangerously, drastically wrong with their world, with their society, and with themselves. They knew they needed healing and fixing a fresh start. They needed baptising. 
and they just flocked to him because they just knew something had to change. The people were downtrodden. They'd been under occupation for centuries. They were poor and the land was full of collaborators and spies and false dawns. Every time a person came along saying they were Messiah, they were shown to be jokers and the screws tightened again. The hopes were dashed and the people had begun to ask questions. Maybe there's something about us that's wrong. It must have been very hard to bear for the chosen people of God. And so they took the dangerous trip out into the unknown. Much more than a kind of family outing to the garden centre. This was serious stuff. I must say, I admire them. I wonder if we would do it ourselves. Take a dangerous journey, perhaps. Because we were filled with zeal and knowing that something had to change. It required a level of vulnerability, self-knowledge and even desperation. The people believed that John the Baptist was the fulfilment of ancient promises made to their ancestors and they grasped the chance to go. What would it take for us to do such a thing? Perhaps, and I know I speak for myself, I've become rather complacent. Then there is John the Baptist. And another question or two. What was his role? Why was he needed? I like to see him, really, as the great warm-up man for the Lord. Straightening the path, getting them ready for what was to come. Some have painted him as a kind of proto-hippie. After all, he looked the part with his wild hair and clothes and his alternative diet. But really, that can't be true. The camel hair clothes weren't a fashion accessory. They would have been agony to wear. They would have itched. And he wore them because he was an aesthete. The pain was deliberate to remind him of his own sinfulness each time he moved. And his diet reminding him every time he had to just find the food that was there, of his total dependence upon God. He chose this very hard life because he was born into privilege. But it came down to this. He was a prophet, which certainly is no easy calling. In a word, a prophet is something we really don't understand very well these days. We tend to associate it with prophesying the future, a kind of fortune-telling. And we know that that kind of fortune-telling, looking into the future and guessing what things might be like, generally makes those who do it a laughingstock. Even the brightest minds have a dismal record when it comes to crystal ball-gazing. No, the real role of a prophet, then and now, was to, is to, comment with searing insight and honesty into the way the world actually is at the moment. They're not looking into the future. 
they're sounding the warning bell. And they are never, ever popular. They tend to end up in jail or with their heads chopped off, which is what happened to John the Baptist. His was, of course, famously delivered on a plate. Before we unpack John's prophetic message for his people, I'm struck with another question. Who are today's prophets? Sadly, I have to say, I don't think it's the great leaders of the church. I'm not sure that people are listening to them. I'm not sure it's politicians or captains of industry. Before COVID, we used to go every year to the Edinburgh Fringe, and we loved it. Traipsing round, seeing all the shows. Mostly they were terrible, but occasionally wonderful. And it struck me that today's prophets might well be the comedians. Yes, I know they tend to come, at least in Edinburgh, from a very similar political leaning. But the good ones, whatever their perspective, help us to see our lives and our society in a very fresh light. But then, who'd follow a comedian, I wonder? Which brings me finally to John the Baptist, that odd man in the wilderness. His comments his prophetic words on his society are excoriating. He absolutely does not mince his words. God is coming, he says. He's coming soon. His name is Jesus. And he tells people that he's not even fit to clean Jesus' shoes, his sandals. It is an extraordinary statement. What's more, he says, take note. This Jesus is going to ask something of you and that will mean making yourself vulnerable. More precisely, the old ideas, he says, that our ethnicity, our privilege, our history will be a protection, will be swept away. These things will be no protection. It doesn't make us superior or mean we can ignore God. My goodness, this would have been seismic. The people felt they had a free pass to God simply because of their birth. And John the Baptist punctures that bubble. Everyone, he says, is now in the inner circle. Everyone has access to God, special access. He's uncompromising, he's spiky, and he's unafraid to say it as it is. John says this, think again. And that, I think, is the function of prophecy. In two words, think again. And I wonder, when was the last time I was stopped in my tracks? I had to question my assumptions about God and his promises. Think again. So Advent is the great season of preparedness. It is the time we think again too when we shake off the familiar and allow ourselves to see the wonder of God afresh, to realise how close God is, to think about the birth of Jesus and what leads up to it, to have a spiritual MOT maybe, but most of all to prepare ourselves to think of the God about to be born as an infant as vulnerable as it is possible to be.
Think again, my friends. Think again. That is the message of John the Baptist. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord of the morning, we come together and ask you to hear the prayers we offer. Be with us throughout this Advent season as we journey toward the stable and the birth of your Son, our Saviour. We pray for your church throughout the world and for our own Church of St Bride, where people may come and find a warm welcome, peace and rest. We ask your blessing on King Charles III and his Queen Consort Camilla, the Prince and Princess of Wales and the Royal Family. We pray for Alison, our Rector, Jeff and Steve, our Associate Priests, and for our friends and family. Watch over those who, for whatever reason, are unable to be with us, particularly during this festive season, and keep them safe. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Lord of all, you summoned this world into existence, brought order out of chaos and beauty out of the formless. This word is the light by which our journey is illuminated and the light we pass to those who would join us, travelling in the joy of your company. As this year draws to a close, we pray for leaders of the nations throughout our fractured world. Give those in power wisdom to understand the needs of our time and to learn from mistakes of the past. In the midst of all the season's greetings and Christmas cheer, our prayers are asked for all who will not experience the joy of the season, those whose loved ones are far away or who have died during the year, leaving an empty space at the table. 
Our thoughts turn to the victims and their families who have suffered as a result of devastating natural disasters and terrorist attacks. Remembering especially the people of Ukraine. Bring harmony where there is hostility, relief where there is suffering, and hope where there is despair. We pray for all who are unhappy, the homeless, the lonely, and those who do not have the basics of life that we take for granted. For all who live in fear of what the current economic recession may bring, and generally finding life difficult to cope with. Comfort them in their misery when each day seems long and arduous. We give thanks for the volunteers and care workers who provide shelter, food and comfort to all in need. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Healing God, be with all who are unwell or suffering. Give peace to the anxious, courage to the fearful, and rest to the weary. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. God of the spirits, we remember those we have loved who have reached the end of their earthly life and are now at rest in your eternal kingdom where the clouds of earth's sorrow are lifted. Their memory shines brightly as the stars that light up the darkest night, the lights that guide us in our daily lives and those we remember and cherish in our hearts. In a moment of quietness, we bring before you all who are in need of our prayers and those who have no one to pray for them. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Lord of the morning, we thank you for the seasons of our lives, this season of winter, of misty days and cool moonlight nights. As we journey with the Holy Family to Bethlehem, we share in the song of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds and worship of the wise men. Merciful Father, accept our prayers. For, For the, the sake, sake of, of your, your Son, our, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? In the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high shall break upon us to give light to those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever.
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself, made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, 
so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, who sent your Son to redeem the world and will send him again to be our judge, give us grace so to imitate him in the humility and purity of his first coming, that when he comes again we may be ready to greet him with joyful love and firm faith through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
sun of righteousness shine upon you, scatter the darkness from before your path, and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.